Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available on your podcast platform of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. Episode 39 of the Say Hey Podcast. This is Doug Hayes, a.k.a. Say Hey Doug. It is June 30th, 2021. Let's bring in my co-host, Say Hey Rob. Rob, what's going on, man? Not too much. Happy 4th of July week to you and to all of our great listeners out there. You know, we know our boy Joey Chestnut is getting ready for Sunday right now. And, um, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I like him. Minus 10 and a half hot dogs against the rest of the field. Ooh. And I'm only talking about Joey Chestnut because I don't want to talk about the sweep. Our Giants just endured from the hated Los Angeles Dodgers. Well, Very upset. Very sad. Very sad. Well, we're entering July. Uh, the Giants uh, are coming off a, uh, an upsetting little mini road trip down to L.A. Um, they did lose Sunday in Oakland. And they lost those two in L.A. So they have lost three in a row, but still 50-29, and 29, game and a half up in the National League West. Um, it's been like three weeks since we've recorded, so um, we, we needed to get this one in tonight. But uh, we do have a very special episode because um, today we're doing a two-part special series called the Trade Machine Special. Uh, we thought it would be cool to do it with some of our friends and fellow Giants Shatter admin Steven Rosetto and Brooks Knudsen. Uh, friends of the show, as we like to throw around a lot around here. Um, so let's check in with the guys first. Steven, how's it going, man? What's it going on, guys? How are we doing? Happy 4th of July week. Hopefully everybody has some great, great fireworks in them. And a, mm-hmm. a, kind of a good, uh, great holiday celebrating uh, the country and, uh, of course, watching them giants. Them giants. Them Brooks, giants. What's, Brooks, what's going on? Happy to be back on the Say Hey Pod with you boys. I, uh, I do fondly recall this four of us breaking down our lineups versus uh, right-handed batter or right-handed oh, pitchers, yeah. left-handed ah. pitchers. Uh, that was, you know, that was a whole different kind of mood. We were like hoping to be a third-place team at best. <laughs> uh, hope, to, hope to watch out for those D-backs trying to take our spot. And uh, yeah, the season has gone much differently than we've all. Uh, expected from that episode when we recorded. So cool to be back with you guys coming up on the halfway point of Giants baseball. Yeah. Um, well, we're excited to do this. It's going to, so what we're going to do, uh, this is really cool. First time thing we're doing on here. Uh, it is called the trade machine special, and this is going to be a two part mini series as they call those like on Netflix these days. 
Um, so in part one, what we're going to be discussing are different trade scenarios that we came up with on our own. Uh, we have no idea of anybody, any of us fours trade options. Um, we will find that out here. Um, so the first trade we're going to be doing is for starting pitching. The second one is for relief pitching. And the third one I've labeled as the Farhan special, which means it's like an under the radar trade that seems like nothing at a time, but ends up paying ends up paying off down the road. So those are the three ones we're going to do in part one. In part two, uh, we'll do a position player trade and a dream trade. So five total trade scenarios that we'll be discussing here. Um, so you guys want to jump in and let's get going on it? Let's do it. All right. So what we're going to be doing too is we'll be using baseballtradevalues.com. Um, what we're going to do is we'll present our trade. We'll have uh, the reactions from the other three guys, and then we'll kind of clarify our trade. We're trying not to go too long on each trade because then we'd be here all night. But um, So, yeah, that's what we're going to do. And then at the end, Steven's going to be our guy and throw the names into the trade simulator and see what they have to say. If we're smart, we're dumb, or, you know, it's kind of like a, an iffy trade. So let's get going. Steven, you are first on the list here. So let's hear your uh, first trade for a starting pitcher. All right. So one of the surprises this entire season for the Giants has been starting pitching. Okay, right. We've seen the emergence of uh, Discofani and Wood and Gosman, of course. But Logan Webb and Aaron Sanchez have been banged up. You kind of have a question mark there with Sammy Long. So I have an idea to get a starting pitcher that uh, has possibly some upside to him. So here would be my trade. Let's do it. Are you ready for this? Because I don't think you are. Okay. This is going to be an in-division trade. Okay. So a trade within the division, not with the Dodgers, not with the Padres. So there's two options here. It will be with the Colorado Rockies. Okay. And I want, if I'm Farhan Zaidi, Jonathan Gray, the right-hander Jonathan Gray from the Rockies, who's you know been a guy who has not really put it together yet. He's 29 years old. He's a free agent in 2022, so you only have a few more months. But this is a guy who, if right, could be a really strong big league starter and has not yet been a consistently strong big league starter up until this point in his career. And I would give up for him three prospects, okay, Richard Hanovas, Hanovas, I can't say his name. Is that how you say it? The, catch, the, catch, the catcher, right? Catcher. I've heard Genovese. Yes. Genovese? Yes. I, yeah. Yes. Me and Doug have seen him, yeah. Yeah. You know, I blame DeLucci because uh, he – DeLucci. God. Come on, Rosado. <laughs> We're off to a great start. Strong start, Rosado. Uh, because he said Hanovas, but we'll say Genovese. Genovese. Uh, Ricardo Genovese, who's a catcher, uh, played a little bit of first base, but mostly a catcher right now this season. He's been in Eugene, high A ball, and he's been in San Jose, and he's one of their top catching prospects. Uh, but you already have two ahead of him on the depth chart. Right-hander Caleb Killian, who is a right-handed pitcher right now for Eugene. Um, or no, for Richmond. He's in Richmond now. was called up after a nice showing in Eugene. Um, and also an infielder named Luis Toribio. Uh, who, uh, who's yeah. a third baseman from the Dominican Republic who's currently with the San Jose Giants. And he's also uh, on the uh, prospect lists, of course. So that's what I would do. So, of course, Genova's, Killian, 
and Terebio for wait no I screwed that up <laughs> that's not for Jonathan Gray that's the, I'm looking at the wrong one okay Jonathan oh my god Gray, I just spoiled mine okay hold on hold on let me, I wasn't let me, listening it's fine let me redo that one Tristan Beck and Kervin Castro for <laughs> Gray okay so I screwed up the first two names so just just Genova's Killian and Terebio will be off to the side for now because they're in a different trade that I spoiled. I'm not deleting this. <laughs> please don't. Please don't. This is great content. No, but Tristan Beck. Uh, Tristan Beck, who's the right-hander who was acquired by the Giants by Farhan Zaidi's administration, had some health trouble. Um, and now he's kind of risen in terms of being a, a top prospect for the organization as a possibly a, a future rotation piece. Um, and of course, Kervin Castro, who's on the 40 man roster, I believe, uh, and someone that the giants are really high on in Sacramento. So those are two guys that I think I'd give up for Jonathan Gray. I don't know how high the Rockies would be selling him for, uh, or, you know, I think they'd be more willing to accept more for Herman Marquez. I think his stock is a little bit higher at this point, but those would be my two. That was a disaster, but we got through it. Tristan Beck, <laughs> Castro, and Jonathan Gray. For Jonathan Gray. Okay, yeah, I need to stop talking. What do you Rob, guys think? Rob, give us your thoughts. No, I, you know what? I'm a big Jonathan Gray guy, and he has always thrown particularly well in San Francisco. I mean, it, it's funny. like It's like the weird memories that like you have a, like, of a player like that stand out. I remember... We were driving to the Bay Area one day. I was going to a concert. This is like five years ago. And it was Giants Rockies playing out, out here. And it was like one to one to one going to this like the eighth. And I'm like, who the hell's pitching for, for Colorado today? This is this is BS, man. Who the hell is this? It was it was Jonathan Gray. And oh he's out there, you know, throwing ninety six, ninety seven, you know, you know, Fleming's, you know, hyping him up. And he's like, he looks really good. And, you know, the Rockies might have somebody here. So, it's weird because ever since that that day, I have watched Jonathan Gray in other parks besides Coors Field because you can, you just don't judge anybody on what they do at Coors Field. So, yeah, I'm, I'm big on Jonathan, Jonathan Gray. I think that's a, that's a real good possibility. And with the Rockies being so far, you know, out of the picture in every level, yeah, an in-division trade is – yeah, that's well on the cards if we're talking about them. So, yeah, I, I like it, definitely. Um, I'm kind of mixed on it. Uh, I, I mean, I think we all know who John John Gray is. We've seen him throw a lot over the last few years. He uh, He's having a pretty decent year, especially considering he's throwing at cores, you know, every other start. And um, I know Brooks really likes this stat, the expected ERA. It's at 3-4-9, which is pretty good for a Colorado starter. Um, I know that he is a free agent after this year. And so I'm not sure if, you know, Steven, would this be something like, is he a p- true rental that you're looking at? Or are you thinking that the Giants would be, you know, interested in signing him after the offseason? No, I think I, there's still a lot there to unlock. I think okay. he's exactly a guy like Di Sclafani or Wood who have pitched in pitchers' ballparks who still, I mean, 29 years old is not. You know, I know he's been hurt, and I know he's had trouble staying on the field, but he's 29 years old, and I I still think there's a lot of stuff there to unlock. His strikeouts have been down this year, uh, but I think if you put him with the right people and the right technology, I think Jonathan Gray could still be 
a really, really, really good starter at the big league level. So, yeah, I definitely would take a, another look at him in the offseason for sure. Okay. That's fair. I just have two more quick points real quick. One, I noticed he's got a ground ball rate of 52.8%, which, again, you factor in he's throwing a course field a lot. That's pretty damn good because the ball flies out of there a lot. He's still inducing a lot of ground balls, which is very valuable. I know a guy like Farhan would value that. Um, my only other thing about your pieces is – I, I like Caleb Killian a lot. I think he's thrown really well thus far. In no, he's, he's in the other trade. <laughs> uh, that's right. I'm sorry. Tristan Beck. Tristan Beck. Wrong trade, this dog. Is this is a break. Anyways, Tristan Beck is, uh, you know, a guy that's well, – I think he's like the 12th-ranked prospect in organizations. So, um, according to fan graphs, yes, he is, uh, Brooks. Anyways, um, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, you know what you're going to get with John Gray, a guy who can get in the rotation right now. So, um yeah i don't mind it brooks go since brooks is too good for us right now well mlb has tristan beck number 20 so uh whatever you know number ranking you looked at um sure that works Fan uh, tell me what is this trade again for the hundredth time for the listeners because I'm, <laughs> I'm lost here tristan beck and who tristan beck and Kervin castro so i mentioned the other names Just and those i screwed two. that up That's fine. That's fine. for a different trade don't even mention them again ever so those two <laughs> For John Gray, for two months of John Gray, right? Yes. So, uh, you know, just a quick glance at Johnny Boy. Um, you know, 669 ERA last year. Uh, call it what you will, Coors Field. But, you know, his FIP was 506, which takes into consideration the ballpark he's pitching in. So uh, this year, 397 ERA, uh, 419 FIP. Um, the number that gets me is last year, his strikeouts per nine was around five. This year's just under eight. That's okay. It's he's getting it done. Um, Two sixty four Babbitt is showing that he's getting really lucky on those balls in play. So um, for th- would I do that trade um, for those two? I think yes. If they don't bring in any other starting pitcher and they need to upgrade, I I would go with that uh, the pair that you mentioned uh, for him. They got Tristan Beck as a uh, kind of toss in for having the Braves eat all of Melanson's money. Um, and I like Tristan Beck, you know, I used to watch him at Stanford. Um, he's having a tough year so far this year. We'll see how that kind of shakes out. And then, uh, you know, Kirby and Castro, I think we all uh, were, were kind of interested in see how this guy pitches. He's 23. He's on the 40 man roster. So that right there opens up the 40 man spot. Uh, so I like it. Um, not a bad start guys. We, well, it, was we, a, it was an ugly start, but we got, we got to no. figure it out. That was the point. Yes, it was a horrible <laughs> yeah. start. All good, all good. We'll get going. Steven, good stuff, man. Uh, well prepared. Uh, you want me to say my value for that one for the trade simulator? Oh, yes, yes. What does the trade simulator say? So the trade simulator says that Beck is worth 3.2 MTV, which I don't really know what that is, and Castro is worth 1.4, so that's a total of 4.60. And Gray is a total of 4.80. So – Maybe the Giants are giving up a little less uh, than what they should be for Gray, but just a little. But um, okay. Jonathan Gray at four point eight zero. But four eight four six. I mean, so that means like the Giants would slightly win that trade, probably right? Slightly. That's what it sounds like. Okay. All right. But then again, you have to fact, you have to factor in the non, you know, the non measurable. Like, will they sign him to an extension? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Rob, you're up, man. Let's hear your trade for a starting pitcher for the Giants. Oh, I'm up. You're up. 
Oh, jeez, man. I thought you were up, man. Hold on a second. Let me gather myself here. All right. Trade for a starting pitcher. What I got here was a Giants trading outfielder, Alex Canario, pitcher, Tristan Beck, and pitcher, Tyler Beattie, to the Minnesota Twins for Jose Barrios. Barrios is arbitration eligible for next year. He's 27. So, you know, it, it sounds like, like when we do when we're, when we're doing this right now, it sounds like we're like you know like trying to auction them off to like dudes or like chicks or something. <laughs> like yeah, but it, okay, whatever. But yeah, no, you're doing fine, but, dude. Yeah, right. But that's how it sounds. But yeah, he'll be a free, <laughs> he'll, he'll be a free agent in 2023. You know, this year he's seven and two, ERA three four one. You know, whatever. 96 Ks and 89 innings. So he's he's a well known strikeout guy, and with the 1.08 WHIP. So that's that's shooting pretty high for a starting pitcher. You know, at the deadline, I don't I don't know if the Twins are who are having a bad year. I think you know they're underachieving hardcore. I think we all know that. But you know, just with the relationship Farhan ha- has with them, you know that they're, they're dealing with the Twins all the time. I kind of threw threw that in. So so yeah, Alex Canario, Tristan Beck, Tyler Beatty for Jose Barrios. Okay. Um, I, I think this is good because, well, first of all, I, Tyler Beatty can kick rocks in my opinion. He's got to do more. We all know my disdain for him, but anyways, um, I think Canario has been, been intriguing this year. He's, he's shown he's really heated up with power lately, um, in San Jose. So he'd be a miss, but I like Berrios. Uh, I mean, he's under control through, you know, next year, uh, for, obviously not a bunch of money um he's uh he's had a great year era wise fip wise is even lower than his era um yeah strikeout guy i i i kind of like this one i think uh i think that he would uh you know have an immediate impact and he's only 27 so we can kind of get like a year and a half of you know what do we get from him and obviously it gives someone else besides just logan webb next year to be cemented in that rotation so i i like this one i like this trade um i'm gonna let uh who'd be after me brooks right brooks give your opinion well we're you know we're, we're talking about the ace of aces in this um in this class of available starting pitchers uh the twins 12 and a half games out of first 12 yeah. games out of the uh wild card um even though they're seven out of their last 10 that they've won. It, it looks like they're getting ready to kind of flip the reset switch and try again next year. Um, so yeah, uh, they don't want to go into Barrios uh, final year uh, without having a destination for him. So it's a good time to trade, have uh, some teams uh, battle for him. Um, so the, the guys that you mentioned, um, you know, Tristan Beck, that name popped up again. Uh, and You know, Beatty, is uh you know what is his value right now coming off tommy john maybe some team will will think of it as a uh kind of a dart throw um that he can kind of return to some form maybe back in vanderbilt days last time he was good um ouch sorry sorry guys um i was waiting for doug there um there's my laugh maybe he'll learn how to throw strikes in the twins organization it could happen um and then uh canario canario um 
he is obviously, I think, is going to be on all of our um, trade uh, simulations today uh, and p- possibly the next episode because uh, he's on the 40-man roster and, you know, they have a ton of outfield depth and they have a ton of, you know, guys that are even ahead of him uh, that they'll have to add to the 40 at some point. Um, so, yeah, uh, it, I personally think that's way too little. The Twins will hang up and laugh at you for offering Tyler Beatty. Um, so <laughs> Rob GM, first day on the job. I don't know if it's going to go so hot, buddy, on that one. Damn. <laughs> Just, Ouch. Uh, <laughs> well, well, I want to get Steven's take on that trade and then uh, – The yeah. simulator. Yeah. Yeah, so – Personally, uh, the thing about BD is I feel like, you know, teams are kind of looking at him right now as a guy who is recovering from Tommy John surgery. And I think they'll know more if he's facing big league hitters that would give them some time to, you know, evaluate him. And that's what teams usually do. They showcase um, some players, you know, a few weeks before deadline time. Uh and I guess if Sacramento is a showcase, it's not a good one. Uh, you guys have mentioned this. You know, Doug has mentioned his just utter disbelief at Ty- at uh, Tyler Beatty and what he's done, uh, and his not hate but dislike for uh, you know the idea of having him on the Giants and in the Giants rotation. But yeah, no, he is not a strike throughout all. Pretty much the furthest thing from it. I think the biggest thing about this trade is what the twins would think of Canario. Um, Cause I feel like the giants are high on him higher than what maybe the national outlook on him is. Um, Cause anytime you get a guy with his tools, power, speed, um, it just doesn't come around very often. And he's a guy that could easily jump up the top prospect list for many years to come. Uh, no, but I, I, you know, I like it. I think it's funny how you included Beck too. Um, basically a guy who is not the top pitching prospect, but not the last top pitching prospect. <laughs> so like the middle of the giants prospect list, but yeah, I would say it's definitely too little. And if we're looking at what the trade simulator says, okay. Um, giant, uh, the twins would get a total value of 13.70. Okay. And the Giants would get a total value of thirty nine point four. Are you saying this See, isn't I, fair? Yeah. Are, are, uh, are you saying that's super lopsided? It's super lopsided. Like times three. Yeah, times three. So you could like even like twice uh, Tristan Beck, twice Beatty, twice Canario, like twice their talents still wouldn't be enough to get Brios. Arhan got him again. Who is clearly, by the way, I didn't even mention Brias. Yeah, he's the best pitcher on this market right now, you know, in a market full of Kyle Gibsons and, you know, uh, Danny Duffy's. So, yeah, that would be definitely lopsided. Okay. Well, I'm interested in seeing, I, I kind of want to jump the shark here, Doug, if I go, can for go next. Appreciate it. Because um, I also think the Giants, uh, if they want to go for it, go ahead and get Jose Barrios. Um, you know, like we mentioned, uh, he is under contract next year, so it's not a pure rental situation, which means the twins will ask for more. Um, you know, the difference between a whole extra year means you're going to give up more prospects and that's how it's going to go. Uh, the other thing we're talking about is the Padres and the Dodgers will also be going after this guy. 
Uh, you know, the Dodgers had their injuries to the rotation. So the Padres, Lamette looks like he's never going to, you know, be reliable for them. So, um, and they have the prospect capital to get it done, as we know. And the Giants do too. And this is my trade. Uh, get ready for the uh, simulator there, Stephen. Um, so I have the Giants acquiring Jose Barrios and right-handed uh, reliever Bailey Ober, O-B-E-R. Uh, and this is what they would send over in return. Um, I'm going to start, <laughs> I'm going to start backwards here. Jalen Davis goes back to the twins, the team that originally <laughs> grabbed him. Uh, we see this happen a lot in baseball. Um, they kind of see him as the guy who got away uh, in terms of what he might do for the twins in the American league, uh, all or nothing power bat. Um, is he a four a player? Um, maybe, but right now he's hot. He's kind of back on the radar. It might be the Adam Duvall kind of situation for the Twins. Uh, following him over there would be an, uh, another outfielder, Jairo Palmares. He is the uh, number 14 uh, Giants prospect, according to uh, MLB.com. Um, he obviously, you know, in this scenario, I'll, I'll, I'll probably spoil it myself, but the Giants will keep their top three outfield prospects. Uh, Ramos, Bishop, and Matos will stay with the Giants. Uh, so that's a win right there for the Giants. Uh, also going to the Twins will be Camilo Duvall, who uh, had his cup of coffee with the Giants, throws 100. Uh, a lot of intriguing upside there, but Giants are, are going to shop him, I think. Uh, this will be the throw-in. It also clears up a 40-man spot. Wow. And also, let me just throw one in here. Seth Corey, left-handed oh. left uh, starting pitcher prospect for the Giants. Uh, had a brilliant year in 2019. Then the pandemic happened. And right now is he's walking about eight batters per nine, uh, striking out a ton of guys. But they have Kyle Harrison kind of going to leapfrog him at some point. They've just picked up Sammy Long. I think Seth Corey's future as a starter or a reliever is kind of up in the air. So I think uh, him being the number five overall prospect for this giant system uh, does tip the balance, uh, gives the Twins uh, an offer they can't refuse. Uh, there it is, Jairo Pomaris, uh, Seth Corey, Camilo Duvall, and Jalen Davis. For Jose Barrios and right-handed pitcher Bailey Ober, uh, quick little thought on that guy. Uh, always had huge strikeout stuff, uh, barely walks anybody. He's got 21 innings pitch for the Twins this year. Um, you know, uh, 464 ERA, 413 FIP, uh, striking out uh, more than the batter in inning, and less than two walks per nine. Um, so... That's my trade. Uh, what, what say you, Steven Simulator? Uh, so I'll say what I, what I think first, and yes. then we'll get to the, the simulator. I like this package personally, and I think here's a sneak peek. I think the simulator is selling it a bit short. Um, but I think Corey is definitely someone that I feel like he's been regarded as like the top, and I think he's number 10 in terms of left-handed pitching prospects in the game. But I also think that might not be I, – I also think that's because there's not a whole ton of depth in terms of left-handed starting pitching prospects in baseball. Uh, again, you know, we haven't heard what his exact role is going to be. Uh, I don't know what he profiles as. Uh, but, yeah, Davis, I think, was – you know, going into this, I had a feeling that one of you guys would tr trade Davis because uh, he's someone right now who's hitting really well on his rehab assignment. But – Again, the Giants' outfielders are very, very good. Uh, and the depth is very, very good. So, 
and Duvall is is an interesting piece. You know, kind of rushed up to the big leagues. Him with him and Santos were both kind of in the same spot. But yeah, definitely, I could see him being a throwaway piece here. Uh, but yeah, Brios is definitely someone. You know, just to kind of recap it, definitely someone that uh, I could see being a hot topic, especially in the National League West, like you mentioned, with some of these other teams having some injuries. Um. Do you guys want to comment, or should I do the uh, trade simulator? Rob, here? go ahead, go, go ahead, ahead and weigh in yeah. real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean that's that's a lot to take in, especially since we just talked about Barrios. We don't really need to talk about him as much. I mean, the guys, yep. like you said, the ace of aces in this, uh, you know, trade deadline uh, extravaganza we're approaching, <laughs> and uh, but Bailey Ober, like I want to overlook him because you know he's he's gotten some looks as of late for the Twins. I think he pitched today, didn't he, Brooks? Yeah, I, th- I think he pitched. Today. I also I think he pitched today, but um, but yeah, that's you know that that's another guy like you know to even think think that they would throw him into that trade. I would I would say you're crazy, but then when he got he's Duvall, a little lower on their their top prospect list. Uh, he's number twenty one, so it's not like okay, you yeah. know, it's somebody that the Giants can just give all of that to the twins and they're like, yeah, Oh wait, but you, we also have to give up Ober or whatever his name is. And yeah. They think about it and they think about it. And then Farhan right, can right. go snatch you. I got, I got something on the right. way in. So, right. And cause it's, cause it's the twins. I believe he could pull this off, but you, you, you talk about Kimo Duvall who we, I think we could be selling him short a little bit in here. Like yeah, he came up throwing in some, some, some game moments as we like to call them moments early in the year and he just was a little overwhelmed you know that that's that, that that's how it was and but the upside's there 100 percent jalen davis you know he's he's doing right now pretty basically what he did in the twin in the twins organization and so but obviously they think highly of him so if you're gonna get two pitchers back you can make you can maybe, you know, throw him in there and feel good about it. You know, I, I don't, I'll be honest with you. I don't know a ton about Palmeros. You know, I, I've heard, I've heard good things. Haven't seen him play, but heard good things about him. And Seth Corey, me and me and Doug, I mean, whenever we got Kevin Cunningham and all, and all these future prospect guys come on the show, we're always asking about Seth Corey. What's the, what's the deal. And you know, the twins, would definitely want somebody like that in return because we keep hearing, even though even though we don't see him, we we keep hearing about how good he's doing and oh yeah, don't don't worry about him. You know they're just kind of pulling him along and you know his 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 time will come. So you know I think Farhan could could swing that trade and I think if they got if they got Ober in, in that trade to go with it, I mean that would be that'd be fantastic. And one thing on Ober, he is a literal giant. He's six nine, two sixty. Right, uh, right. So he's a uh, you know. Oh, very, uh, very John jelly like, yeah. Except for I know, I, 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 I know I've seen him pitch, yeah. I've seen him pitch, except for Jelly's got about 80 pounds less than this guy, yeah. That's true, that's true. <laughs> and a that's two a inches monster. on him, monster. yeah, yeah. So, so um, we'll see. I'll weigh in real quick. Two things one, uh, I already talked about Barrios, but I am looking at Bailey over because I don't know a ton about him. Um, to be honest, I thought he was a reliever at first, but no, the way you're made, he is actually a starter, so we'd be getting two starters in return um it looks like he has five different pitches and he mixes them all up pretty evenly i mean you know he doesn't like dominate you with one or two pitches he uses all of his pitches so um that is interesting he's only 25 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, it's interesting to send Davis back there, but also, um, you know, my other main point is, and I'll probably say this one or two more times tonight, um, the Giants are so – I don't want to say loaded. That's an overused term. They have a lot of farm system depth. Um, and so sometimes, uh, you know, you can throw in one or two extra guys to solidify and make sure, hey, you know, we have enough guys here that are young and going to be around for a while. You know, we're willing to part with an extra guy or two in a trade just to make sure we get uh, a really good return. So, you know, there's a lot of big prospect pieces in this, but I think this is a solid trade, Brooks. I like this a lot. Thanks, so Steven, Doug. what's Sim say? All right, so just a disclaimer here. I don't know how – accurate this thing is i don't know what they use so i thought this was a pretty good package too but the simulator just completely you know gives brooks the rob treatment here um so uh barrios gets 39.4 mtv whatever that means and ober gets 1.2 so that's a total value of 440.6 and the twins are getting a total of 13.4 so Corey is is worth eight point eight seven. Davis is worth only one. Doval, this is the most surprising to me, is only worth zero point four, and Pomeris is worth a uh, pretty solid three point three. So I don't know what it is oh. with this uh, simulator. I can't even argue that because I haven't I haven't seen a guy play. So I mean, I really I'm I trying to find that. what MPV actually stands <laughs> for. I don't know if it's like. Something, something value, obviously. Uh, but I'm trying to find out. All it's out doing it is making at. us sound like we don't know anything. Apparently, screw <laughs> I this. Like no, I kind of like the simulator, you know, taking on the role of just enemy. Like that—that's a good storyline to this podcast. Well, let's see. Let's see how. Uh, let's see how it holds up in the future uh, trades going forward. Uh, how about this speak- one, you guys? Right? Yeah. Well, I am ready for for Mr. Doug. What do you got? All right, so my starting pitcher trade for the Giants. I have them sending, and we've already heard this. Uh, Brooks, real quick, I'm, my, I'm just going to say, my prospect rankings are fan graphs. I fan just graphs. went off fan graphs, so they may be cool. completely different from whatever everybody else looked at. So I have the Giants' 13th-ranked prospect, Alex Canario. 25th-ranked prospect and pitcher for the Eugene Emeralds, Kaiwei Tang. And Jalen Davis to the Texas Rangers for Kyle Gibson. Um, I, I have my notes here. Gibson's having a career year. He's under contract through next year for under $10 million, which is nothing. Um, he adds a for sure arm for next year's rotation, throws low to mid-90s, uses five different pitches, and could have even more success at Oracle Park rather than Globe Life Field. So, uh, and, and I think we've seen – Cal, have we seen Cal Gibson twice or just once this year, I believe? Because we saw no, we twice, twice. twice. Okay. And he threw pretty well in both starts, I believe. Um, you know, guy is uh, – he's. it's not like he's old or anything. Let me bring up his profile here. He's he's 33, so he's he's kind of out there. But, again, he's not a – he's like <laughs> – sorry, Brooks is 33. He's, he's not a free hey, agent until 2023. Uh, really good ground ball percentage, which I know Farhan likes, um, over 52%. Uh, or right around 52%. He's just having a great year. A two ERA, um, an expected ERA of 3.27, and a FIP of 3.3. So he is having a pretty darn good year. And um, I don't know. He he could get an all-star nod for the Rangers, um, I'm thinking. So 
Uh, and, and the number one thing that sticks out to me, um, the last few years, 32 starts, 29 starts. I mean, 12 last year, which is about what, you know, you max that out, 15 this year. So he stays healthy, um, which the Giants need a reliable arm in that rotation. So I like Kyle Gibson. Um, yeah. So thoughts? Yeah, I'll go first. I like yeah, Steven, I like Gibson too. Uh, I didn't, you know, Gibson went through my head too, but I, I also was dumb and I thought that he had only one year left. Uh, so I thought he was a rental. Uh, but no, I like Gibson a lot too. I also think he's a guy who would age pretty well. He's not a guy who would lose velocity and not know how to pitch. He already throws low 90s from what I remember with sync. Uh, and pretty good stuff. So, yeah, I think he, he would definitely hold up. Um, and Canario's just being shellacked today, but uh, it's fine. Uh, I think it's a compliment. Like, he's having a yeah, good no, year absolutely. so far. Like, you know, good value right now. Yeah, absolutely. And and Davis going to – I like this one. I like this one. I like – I think Tang is really underrated in the system. Um, he came over with Davis, correct, in the uh, – in that in that trade yeah uh yeah i think he was with the twins organization but i think he's also very underrated he's still pretty young uh 22 years old uh and he gives you a different look i know he's got a few different he's got a a mix of different pitches obviously he's known nationally now as like one of the first few guys to be caught with the substance on his glove at the minor league level um (laughs) but you know leaving that aside this definitely looks like an interesting trade and uh I definitely underestimated Gibson. Um, so, yeah, I think Gibson, again, a guy who would age gracefully and could be a fit in a rotation next year that is full of uncertainty because nobody's coming back next year except for Logan Webb and Sammy Long. Exactly. Rob, thoughts? Yeah, you know, I threw on Kyle Gibson too. And Kyle Gibson, you know, he's kind of always been that that victim of playing all these under the radar teams like 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 the twins. I mean, he pitched for some good twins teams, you know, the last the last couple of years. And he's been he was pretty steady Eddie. I think he had he had one bad bad year in there if I remember correctly where he he got he fell out of favor with with the rotation, but I mean, the d- dude's been around a while, you know, and he is pitched in the American League, which I mean, we think we we all agree is, you know, you got to go up against that DH. It's you know, it's tougher, you know. He's pitching this year in a in a in a hitter's park in in Texas, and you know he's really kind of put himself back on the map. Where you would you would think a guy like him would go there, and after all his years in Minnesota on good Minnesota teams, you know he maybe phone it in, collect a paycheck, and you know whatever. But no, I mean he's truly got you know got a bit of an edge to him right now, and I I'm I'm pretty sure you know far on those guys have been keeping tabs on, especially because like as as Brooks Brooks said you know, they've faced him twice already and that's, that can't be overlooked, but which with Jalen Davis going, going over there, that's it was Davis and Canario. That's it. Right. With, with, with Tang. Yeah. Yep. You're right. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's Texas MO. Like they're, they're really kind of, you know, that Eli white out there playing in the outfield, they signed David Dahl, you know, immediately gets hurt. So, I mean, they're, 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 they're looking for, for for young 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 outfielders and you know Jalen Davis is kind of an older prospect but you know he needs to be in the bigs like he's not going to do anything else in in AAA and, the, and with with the Giants that whole 
Same with Canario, too. Like, Canario's younger, but with all these guys, the Giants have to come through, through their system. You know, going over to Texas, I mean, that could be the, the best thing that, that happens to them, and I'm, I'm sure Texas, you know, will, will be open to it. And, yeah, Tang, you know, I haven't seen him pitch. I don't think any of us have really seen him pitch. But, yeah, he's been a bit under the radar, and I totally forgot he was in that Jalen Davis trade. So, yeah. I mean, far, Yeah, right. So, far on – Faron and Davis, I'm not Faron and Davis, Tang and Davis, you know, two Faron guys that we haven't seen much of at the, at the big big league level or Tang at all, at, you know, at the, even in the triple A level, we, I'd like to see them, you know, you know, get, get up there and, you know, see what all, all the, all the hype is about. But, you know, if you're going to got a guy like Kyle Gibson, you know, right now when they're in first place and we didn't even expect it, yeah, I think you make that move right now because Kyle Gibson's proven. So, yeah, i do it right now. Thanks, Rob. Brooks? Yeah, I'll, I'll try to keep it short uh, so we can get on to the next uh, trade idea and want to hear what the simulator has to say. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think everyone would assume Kyle Gibson is just – he's got it going on right now. And he's a guy that can help a team kind of, you know, just – round out that rotation uh, and, and a guy that would probably pitch the third or fourth game of a, a NLCS type of situation, if you can get that far. So um, those guys are valuable. Um, you start thinking about what you're giving up. Um, I think, I think Jalen Davis is going to end up in a lot of trades, uh, but I think we've almost all traded him by now in our first go. Um, so yeah, he's, he's kind of going to be a throw in. He is the four a player until proven otherwise. Um, and then, uh, you know, scenario um he is on all of our trade lists as well he's just the most tradable 40-man uh prospect that they have right now they don't want to touch matos bishop uh uh, ramos and those guys are not on the 40 uh so they're going to have to be eventually so you know you can see how this is all working for farhan he's going well uh you know canario he's still in the low uh minors but he's really his stock is rising um and uh and yeah quickly on kai wang Tang, he's a he's a guy that's uh, he's starting to kind of show up on the radar lately. Uh, he's throwing hard, and uh, you know I think a Rangers team would definitely benefit from having him. But um, still, just I guys, it feels like we're we're all just undervaluing uh, what these guys will cost because there's not a lot of starting pitchers with upside, and uh, a lot of teams need them. If you look at the National League, there's only four teams that are like out of the race, and 11 teams going for it. It's crazy. So we'll see. What's the simulator say? All right, simulator says that the Giants get 8.6 total value with Gibson. Wow. Okay. And the Rangers get, here we go, 12 total value. So that's pretty close. Good job, Doug. Um, Canario, again, 10.1 uh, MTV. Mm-hmm. Davis, again, I mentioned earlier, one. Mm-hmm. And Tang, who's new to the simulator for <laughs> this episode, gets. 0.9 for some reason so damn and, and last thought real quick that does kind of explain of how i was talking about you know uh systemic depth that it ha- you know you can kind of throw in a little more it might to, have to overpay yeah so that kind of does wow. kind of smart right now simulator for loves once, that one good job for once cool yeah. The Say Hey Podcast is sponsored by Manteca Bedquarters. Whether you're located in the Bay Area or the Central Valley, 
Head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. Interested in starting your own podcast? Then Anchor is the right platform for you. When it comes to creating a podcast and editing and producing, Anchor has all the necessary tools for you to have a top-notch product. Anchor also distributes to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They even give you the opportunity to make money like we are right now just by having them as a sponsor. The best part? It's completely free to download and use. Download Anchor in the App Store or on Google Play and get your podcast started today. All right, well, we, we got we to gotta start speeding up here. We may have to cut this part after the next segment, but we'll see how we're doing here. We'll see how we're doing. So next one we're going to do for relief pitching. So, um, Steven, you are first, my man, and uh, okay. let's get this one right, huh? <laughs> yes. So you guys <laughs> – I'm best okay, so the, the the iconic group is coming back here: Caleb Killian, uh, Ricardo Genovas, and Luis <laughs> Taribo. Uh, they're coming back for this trade. Oh, hey guys! Yeah, they're back. Um, and I am sending them to, and I'm sure we might have duplicates of this man to the Pittsburgh Pirates for Richard Rodriguez, who I think is the best reliever available right now on the open market. Um, again, Killian has been in Richmond pitching really well. He's pitched well in Eugene this year. Um, a guy who pitched really well at Texas tech a few years back. Uh, and Genovus is kind of an underrated prospect behind Patrick Bailey and Joey Bart right now in the, um, some people actually like him, including Mark DeLuke. They like Genovus more than Patrick Bailey. Mm-hmm. So maybe Patrick Bailey is the one. Um, in this deal instead who knows but uh, Genova's is in high a ball with Eugene uh, spent some time in uh, San Jose as well tore it up and got the call and then Toribio of course is or uh, Toribio Toribio I'm so bad at names Toribio Toribio <laughs> so I had it right okay, Stefan. Um, thanks thanks uh, Duke uh, but he's, <laughs> he's tearing it up in San Jose um and he's a guy that I could definitely see. And he's also one of the top prospects in the organization when it comes to position players. Uh, and Richard Rodriguez, you know, primarily a fastball guy. I've heard the comp that he might be the right-handed Jake McGee, 31 years old, but here's the big catch. Controllable, controllable, controllable. He is controllable. Kind of a late bloomer, but 31 years old is not 41 years old. So there's still some upside there. Um not the biggest strikeout guy in the world, which is what you might want in terms of a good reliever. I went down all the high strikeout guys, and most of them are either unavailable or you'd have to give up more. Uh, and I wasn't willing to do that uh, just in case. I'm not saying this year's a fluke, but definitely overachieving teams don't want to go too hard at the deadline, I feel. So Richard Rodriguez is uh, my guy. Rob. Yeah, big Richard Rodriguez guy here. Um, yeah, I think we all are. I, the Pirates, yeah, they're they're kind of in that spot right now where 
they'll probably take just just about anybody on the position position player player uh, level. Because I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Genevez, like, and I was gonna I was gonna mention before you did like, how he is kind of falling in, in the cracks with uh, Bailey and Bart being there. Yeah, but I've been able to see him play about six seven times now in in, in the last uh, two years. Well, not not last year, but he was with San Jose before that too. But yeah, very good player, and he's just we all know he's not gonna make it with this organization. And I don't Jacob Stallings ain't no you know, stalwart over there with the pirates. So, wow. Yeah. I mean, that that's, yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> Wordplay. Yeah. That's a, uh, you know, that's a, that's a good landing spot for him. And, uh, Tribio too. Um, I kind of, I kind of struggled with that. Cause I, I'm not sure where the giants really stand on the third base level with, you know, in terms of the Miley system. I know, we had talked about Casey, Casey Schmidt. Yeah, I don't know if you, if you guys have him in any of your trades, but you know, very solid player down there in South there right now. I've seen him play a few times, but um, but yeah, I could I could totally see Pittsburgh making, making that trade. And like like you said with Rodriguez, yeah, he's in his thirties. Like he's not gonna do anything for Pittsburgh there. I mean, we all know it. And yeah, controllable for the, the next few years. So I don't know what Simulator says, but I think that's a good trade. You know, both sides win big time right now. Go for it, Brooks. Dick Rodriguez, um, yeah, he throws primarily the fastball. Uh, he's kind of like Jake McGee. He doesn't throw that hard. Um, you know, his uh, av- average uh, fastball velocity, 93.4. Uh, that's pretty good. But, you know, for a closer, uh, you know, pretty good. And that's kind of the theme here. I think he's pretty good. Um, I don't think he's great. Uh, 215 BABIP shows that he's really just – just everything's working out for him this year. Um, he, he had a pretty decent year, uh, you know, last year as well. Um, the strikeouts took a huge hit. He had 13 Ks per nine last year, eight per nine this year. Uh, does not walk anybody, does not allow homers. Um, you know, would he upgrade the Giants bullpen? Absolutely. Um, for the players you uh, named, um, I think I'm, I'm afraid if that is the one upgrade to the bullpen, I'm not as excited. Um so nothing against Richard, but I, I guess I'm just wanting more for a bullpen that they have so many guys that they could just, you know, the Jimmy Sherfy's Dominic Leone. It, maybe this guy is just another Jimmy Sherfy who has 30 innings and Jimmy Sherfy doesn't have 30 innings. So um, we don't know that kind of thing. I just, I'm not sure if he's uh, the guy, but um, I like it. Uh, Steven, you know, pretty good. Um, you, you didn't give up too much value there. Although you try to trade these guys the first time around too. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, won't, I, I won't comment anymore. Uh, Doug, send us home for this trade. Um, I'll, I'll tell a quick story real quick. Brooks and I were talking on the side. What was it last week about Rich, Richard Rodriguez and um, Dickie Rod. Yeah. Dick Rod. I, I said, I kind of liked him. And then you kind of, you know, told me your couple of concerns about him. And then I did a little more research and I've kind of backtracked on him. Here's my thing. He's under control, not getting paid anything. The contract's not an issue at all. Um, but the two things that you just said, he doesn't strike out enough guys, uh, 24.5% K rate, and 93 is, you know, that's average today, especially for a reliever. Um, if we're looking for, which the Giants need, uh, you know, an obvious closer, like we need a closer, Rich Rodriguez I don't think is a guy. And I know he's been putting up the, the numbers in Pittsburgh. That's great. But – 
I think that I, I would take him on to be a, a seventh or eighth inning guy. That's fantastic. Let's add another arm into the mix. Um, he stayed healthy. I'm looking at his splits. He's literally thrown 15 and a third to lefties, 15 to right, both hitting 167 and 170 respectively. He throw, There's no split difference there. He's pretty even against everybody, which is great. Um, but I think, and this kind of backtracks on what I've been preaching, uh, I think we're giving up too much for Richard Rodriguez there. I think the Pirates are willing to take less for him, especially it's the Pirates. They suck. They have no future ahead of them. Their farm system's okay. But it's, uh, you know, I think that the Giants could give up less, especially, again, I like Killian. Um, and I, I actually really like Genovese too, and that is how you say it. Um, <laughs> but I think ha. we're giving up too much for him in this one. Um, that's my opinion. Simulator. Simulator. Okay, Simulator says that Killian is worth one. Okay, so, you know, I thought he'd be worth a little bit more. Um, Genovese is worth 2.1. All right. And Toribio is worth 7.6. So that's more than I thought he was worth. That's a total of 10.7. And then Richard Rodriguez is worth... Okay, drum roll, please. 12.4. So that's 12.4 for Rodriguez, and the total value that the Pirates would be getting is 10.7. So, yeah, it is underpaying a little bit, surprisingly, according to the simulator. Nice. Whatever. Well, that's a good match then. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> good stuff. I, do, I would. I, I would like him. I just – I don't – I think we can aim higher for – possible closure yep. for the job. I get it. So. Who, who's next? Rob. Me? Yep. All right. Well, I got a boring one because I'm probably the only <laughs> one here start. who didn't. Yeah. I'm probably the only one here who didn't do a closer. Okay, but okay, right. this is, yeah, this is straight across, you know, not, nothing real, real fancy. This is the Giants trading outfielder Austin Slater to the Kansas City Royals. Or a left-handed reliever, Jake Brents. Now, who is Jake Brents? I hear you say. <laughs> Jake Brents is 26. He has pitched in 38 games this year, 36 innings pitched, 42 strikeouts, a whip of 120, 2.70 ERA. Now, I kind of I struggled with this a little bit because I initially wanted Scott Barlow yeah. from the Royals, but unfortunately for Scott Barlow or for the Giants in, in this case, he's arbitration eligible for the next, like, three, four years. I think, I think it was three years. So the Royals aren't going to give him up. Jake Brantz is going to be a free agent at the end of this year, as, as I believe Austin Slater will be too, if, if I, unless I'm wrong on that. But Austin Slater, as we've seen the last few weeks, he's in the doghouse. You know, I mean, they are going out of their way not, not to put him in, in the game right now. And now that... This is assuming all all these other middle relievers right now, like Sherfy and Dominic Leone and Harlan Garcia, who I'm not as big on as I as I was a year ago, you know, keep throwing well because they're throwing well because they're all throwing pretty well right now. But I think a left-handed stri- strikeout guy, you know, for basically, I mean, basically nothing because J- Jalen Davis is coming, Austin Slater, something's gonna happen to him. I think we all know that. So I don't know. I'm pretty pretty high on a, a guy I'd like. 
a left-handed strikeout guy like like, like Jake Brantz, who we don't have to throw in the closer role like we have to with McGee. And I swear to God, guys, I looked for a closer that I thought was reasonable. I went across the board, and I just I couldn't find one that really suited me. So Jake Brantz. All right, I, I, Brent. I'll, I'll talk about Jake Brentz real quick. I don't know anything about the guy, but looking at his uh, stat <laughs> sheet, he's been uh, playing pro ball for uh, eight eight plus years now. Um, so he's been he's been in the game. He's twenty six. Uh, he's he's worked his way uh, up the levels. Uh, Toronto, Seattle, Pittsburgh, Royals, Pittsburgh, uh, Royals. Uh, yes, um, we're looking at a guy who. Uh, Average fastball around 97. I mean, that, yeah. is, the, that is the flame right there. Um, and uh, <laughs> a lot of strikeouts, a lot of walks, uh, close to six walks per nine this year. Uh, last year in AAA, same thing. Uh, so, you know, he, he's a guy, you know, getting it done, blowing guys away with the, you know, the fastball. But the uh, 405 FIP to the 270 ERA, it's a, it's a, he, he's a guy. Uh, is he worth an Austin Slater? Probably, actually, which is, I think, a, I'm, I'm assuming Simulator might agree. So, yeah, I, I like it. Go for it. I like this, too, because obviously Slater's not doing anything right now for the Giants, which sucks because I think we were all kind of hoping he would, you know, catapult off of last year's success. But, you know, obviously he's just not in the organization's plans at the moment. And, um, you know, hopefully his value is based off of last year and not this season. So I do. I think Austin Slater will definitely um, be mentioned on the phone a lot in the next 30 days. Uh, but I'm with Brooks, too. I, I don't really know much about this guy, but I'm looking at his numbers, and they are impressive. The only thing that sticks out to me is, he, yeah, he does walk a lot of guys. But, you know, you're going to get that sometimes with late inning guys that throw, you know, 96.8 on average with that fastball. Um, which is some serious heat if that's what your average is. That means he's probably touching 98, 99, 100 a lot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to to get a bona fide late-inning guy uh, for Austin Slater who's not doing anything right now and is not going to be doing anything probably in the future for the Giants, sign me up. I like this one, Rob. Nice trade. Yeah, this is uh, – you know, and I looked at the Royals relievers too, and I love their bullpen like just the upside of their bullpen. And you mentioned Barlow, who I was trying to get to, but I, I couldn't find a yeah, fit really. Same. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was tough for me to figure out who to give up for him. And I looked at some of the cheap relievers they had. For some reason, I didn't find Brents, which is weird. Um, but yeah, no, I personally don't like the six walks per nine. Um, I also, and, and I'm going to kind of catapult here into the simulator. The simulator you know, only gives Austin, or gives Austin Slater 10.5 MTV. So that's crazy. They really value him. And I happen to agree. You know, I, it, weirdly enough, and I understand that, you know, he's not playing, but I think he's not playing because he's not, you know, he's only not playing, I think, because Steven Duggar got hot and Lamont Wade Jr. got hot. You know, Steven Duggar is still, I think, a really, really effective player, especially against left-handed pitching. But two guys that are left-handed got hot and they haven't faced any lefties in a while. So, you know, you know, <laughs> Austin's later kind of got the raw end of the stick here. Um, but just to go, you know, against this, uh, along with the simulator here, Slater's worth 10.5 and Brent's is worth 1.8. So, 
So again, the simulator being Jeez. very, very interesting. And we, yeah, go ahead, Brooks. It, what it's, do you think? A, it's a makeup for the Melky trade for Johnny Sanchez. <laughs> Melky helped the Giants win a World Series by just dominating the first half into August. So, so we'll take it. Thanks, Royals. Here's your uh, parting gift for that one. There you go. Austin <laughs> Slater in Kansas City. Uh, and let me just add before you get the sim or you already did the simulator. Uh, just my thought on Slater because I didn't really mention him much. Um, spoiler alert: he's not in any of my trades this year. Um, it's not the right time. Uh, he's under team control for the next uh, few seasons. I think three or four or whatever. Um, his numbers are not very sexy. No reason to trade this guy. Uh, like Steven said, he's just not facing enough lefties. Um, I don't see the Giants trading uh, the guy who literally keeps uh, Clayton Kershaw up at night wondering what Austin Slater is going to do him next time. So, uh, so yeah, I think uh, personally um, it is probably uh, a guy that the Giants hopefully will hold on to. I think he's going to end up in all your trades today and, and next episode. But, um, yeah, yeah, I think the simulator might have got this one right. It is uh, – it's kind of a – uh, not the best value, I guess, uh, for the Giants. Ten. That's crazy. Ten. Yeah. Oh, good to know. Brooks, your turn. Is it my turn? Oh, my God. Here we go. Um, not surprising to you all, I want a actual ace reliever. Strikes everybody out. Uh, doesn't. Tyler Rogers. Yes, please. Uh, doesn't have his knees shake when he enters the uh, game in the ninth inning. Um I'm going to go with uh, Rasiel Iglesias. Ooh, the Long time Cincinnati Red. Anybody could have had him, uh, but the the Angels traded for him. Uh, he's been in their bullpen, and he has been lighting it up. Um, he actually, if you do recall that 13-inning game against the Giants not too long ago, uh, he had a runner at second in extra innings and struck everybody out. One, two, three, including, I think, Posey. Um, it was very impressive. That right there was like, all right, that's my guy, right? 33 years old. Uh, he's got 14 Ks per nine, uh, less than two walks per nine. Uh, he does have a little bit of a home run problem. Uh, he's given up seven homers, uh, most of them at Angel Stadium, which is a band box. And um, only, uh, only homers he's allowed on the road. We're at Arizona. Uh, so not, not an easy place to pitch. But I think you'd thrive at Oracle Park. Um, Average fastball, 96.2. It's actually, you know, been way better uh, than his last few seasons. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's, he's a guy that uh, I think they would be comfortable giving the ball to in the ninth. Who do the Giants give up for this guy? Uh, a name you've heard already, Ricardo Genovese. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I pulled a Steven. That's in my other, that's in my other trade. Sorry. I had to get you there, Steven. Hate you. No, and this one is uh, not Ricardo. It is Caleb Killian. You've heard that name before. Uh, and Prelander Baroa. Uh, real quick on those guys. We already touched on Caleb Killian quite a bit, but his stock is rising. In his career, uh, 83 strikeouts, seven walks in 71 innings. Uh, tough guy to give up, but for Rasiel Iglesias, I think it's worth it. Uh, they're going to use that guy right away and match him up. Uh, ninth inning most of the time and still work McGee in there. If it calls for it, Rogers gets the eighth uh, Leon and, and company as well. Um, Prelander Baroa, uh, they got him in that Jalen Davis and Kai Wei Tang uh, deal uh, also. Um, 
And uh, he was actually originally signed by the Angels. So kind of goes to my theme of, um, you know, uh, organizations wanting to bring back their guy that they lost. Uh, he's, he's doing well. So, uh, so yeah, Rasiel Iglesias for Caleb Killian, Prelander Baroa. Uh, and my last thought on Iglesias, yes, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Yes, the Giants have like 160 million of, you know, money to spend. So I think there's a chance to resign the 33-year-old to a, a kind of a McGee deal or better. I like Iglesias, and, and he actually crossed my mind. Uh, spoiler alert, he's not my pick, but I trust me, I did, uh, I did you know, think about him for a little bit. Uh, I, I think this is a solid trade. I, again, I'm, I'm big on Killian. I, I think he's kind of one of the more um, underrated arms in the Giants organization that, you know, doesn't get the Corey Jelly Beck love. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, but, you know, you're going to get a guy right now that, um, you know, can come in in the ninth inning and uh, can strike you out. That was pretty hard. So, uh, yeah, no, I like it. Um, yeah. So, I know that's a boring response. I apologize. Um, Rob, we got? Uh, 120 career saves, by the way. Or actually, it's Steven wow. next, huh? I'm sorry. Wow. Go ahead. Go ahead, Steven. I didn't even realize he had 120 saves. That's pretty wow. crazy wow uh yeah 120 wow. this year uh, and probably <laughs> a lot of fly balls that have been quite uh no but uh the funny thing about um rysel iglesias is i think he's only getting better you know it sounds weird but like his k's per nine have gone up every year granted 2020 was a shortened year but 14.2 strikeouts per nine like that's like a brooks fantasy He's always talking about strikeouts. Got him. <laughs> Got him, of course. Uh, and he's stuck in a team that will probably sell. I, you know, I didn't really think about Iglesias. I didn't really think of the Angels, but you know, they probably will sell. Um, but I could also see them wanting big league ready pieces because they already have like a core of, of some nice talent there. Um, so they're kind of a trendy team that might be able to compete in the coming years once they get a few pieces in the rotation. Um, but no, this, this would make sense. Um, he's, he's a rental, right? That's why he probably won't get big league ready pieces. I think, uh, history shows that the, the rental relievers don't get Jack and that's why the giants held on to Will Smith. Uh, you know, they're just, not a lot of offers out there. So I think this would be something I, I'm interested in seeing the simulator, but uh, all of your thoughts also. Yeah, no, I like this for sure. Rob. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, Rizal Iglesias, that was a guy who I looked at pretty closely. And the only reason I kind of shot away from him was because I felt like the angels would try to bend far on over on this one because he got some serious value. Like I truly believe that. And then seeing him the, the other day, I think it well, Brooks, he struck out, he struck out the side that one inning, but I think he struck out five out of six dudes. He, he, he threw two innings. I mean, he he looked, you know, like ten times the guy he was in in, in Cincinnati. And and the strikeout stuff was there in, in Cincinnati, but, you know, you, you're you playing in that ballpark, you know, who who, who knows what you know, what they're telling you between innings, you know, to help you out. But I think the change of scenery to, to Anaheim has helped him. And, yeah, I think – if the Giants do get a closer, I think that's that's the most likely candidate. I'm 100% with you on that. If they are able to to swing that, and yeah, you're you're get, you're giving up a, a little bit 
you know, I, I think they're, you know, some, some legit talent, but the Giants are in a spot that we didn't expect them to be in. So sometimes you just, you got to do that. You know, you got to win now. So yeah, I, I like, I like the trade and I could totally see that happening. Yeah. 53 strikeouts, seven walks. That's uh, over a, over a seven to one strikeout to walk ratio. That's something the Giants covet for sure. Uh, they don't like the walks. Um, they do a good job uh, not walking guys. Uh, so yeah. Anyways. Doug. Yep. No, simulator. Let's simulate it. Let's simulate it. All right, here we go. Rysel Iglesias. In this trade, Brooks, who's in love with the, the swing and miss, we know this, nailed it. Completely nailed it. The simulator says even at 1.4 total value for both sides. Iglesias, 1.4 on his own. Uh, and... Barioa, or however you say his name, Baroa. <laughs> You're just killing these names tonight, buddy. This kid got a high school diploma. I'm yeah. on a Highlander. Prelander, Baroa. Baroa is 0.4, and Killian is, of course, one. So great job, Brooks. The uh, simulator you. agrees that this is a pretty even trade for both sides. Thank you. I hope it works for the Giants. I hope, hope they uh, make that deal and re sign him. Farhan Zaidu. Give him 25 million for three years. Who cares? Zadudu. do All right. It's my turn. Una mas. One more. And you know, we're gonna we're gonna wrap after this segment and then we'll move into part two. So but uh in, this is probably my least favorite trade and probably least confident in. So you know, I'm off to a good start by prefacing it with that. Um, but here's what I'm gonna do. Uh I'm gonna send Perlander Baroa, who is a fresh face here. And outfielder Grant McRae from the Giants to the Philadelphia Phillies for Hector Neris. And he's been there. I know Brooks doesn't like this. He's been their closer this year. He is a free agent after the season. Um, I don't think he'll cost a ton for a rental. Um, he heavily relies on the splitter and keeping the ball down, which is right up Farhan's alley. He throws a fastball in the mid-90s, and he has a 10.92 K per nine rate. So he does strike out guys a lot. I think if he came over to it's by the way, how much longer can we call Oracle park pitcher friendly? Cause it's, it's not it's as not. much as it used to be, but uh, it's, it's still, it's still generally is. But anyways, I think he would fare better than he does over at, uh, you know, citizens bank in Philly. Um, so yeah, I think the giants are giving up, you know, not big not name prospects for a guy that can come in and, uh, I, I think he could get some eighth, ninth inning looks right away and, and eventually become the closer for the Giants, at least for the rest of the season, without giving up a ton of the future. So, Hector Neris, uh, who would be Steven? Steven, give me your thoughts. Yeah, so Hector Neris is known actually in a weird way in Giants um, fandom and Giants in the Giants community for, I guess he started something with Angel Pagan or something and – Bruce Bochy called him an idiot. Do you guys remember that? He said, I'll say it. He's an idiot. Uh, so that's, of course, Hector Neris's connection. To Try to work on your Boach there. I'll say it. He's an idiot. No, but um, it's one of my favorite clips of all time. No, but Neris is a guy who, uh, again, yeah, he's a big strikeout guy. He's been a big strikeout guy throughout the course of his career. Um, command issues, but not as many command issues. Um you know, he had command issues last year, but that was because he was a part of a bullpen that was among the worst in the modern history Awful. of baseball. 
Um, but didn't no, he's give bounced, up a homer last year, though. Didn't give up a homer last year, correct? Yeah, and in twenty-one and two-thirds innings. But this year, he's been pretty solid. Um, a three-point-three-four ERA. But you know, in, in terms of looking at bullpen ERAs, I mean, it really only takes one outing to blow it, to bloat it up a little bit, and then you're working for like four or five outings to you know have it go down. Uh, but no, he he's a solid piece in the Phillies bullpen has been for a while. Uh, Rantel probably wouldn't have to give up too much, so uh, why not? But I also think this is someone that the Giants could easily bring up. Like Duvall could easily do what Naris does. I mean, easily if he develops a few different pitches. Right now? Right now, I think so. I think so. I think you have him more. Yes, that's a hot take, but uh, I like the fastball-slider combo enough to where I trust that instead of making a move for Naris. Okay. Rob? Yeah, I think Hector Neris would uh, fit in really good out here, and he would more specifically fit in from, or not fit in, benefit from getting out of Philadelphia because if I recall, Gabe, Gabe Kapler did manage him a few years ago. I, I mean, he was part of that, um, you know, the old gif with a GT Romuto going, you know, WTF and, you know, who's coming in. Like, he was part of, the, he was part of that one. He wasn't Excellent. the guy. He wasn't the guy coming in, but he was part of that horrible bullpen that Phillies fans boot every night and yeah you know he's one of those dudes where I'm I'm with you Steven like like the Giants you know, Camille Duvall could could be that guy but yeah if we're talking today like I think this it would be an under the radar move to get Naris out of Philadelphia and get him to a contender and to a fan base that doesn't you know hide their eyes whenever he, he comes in or expect the worst you know, like like Philly fans do when their bullpen comes in. So, yeah, and the the relationship, whether it's good or bad with Kapler, who who the hell knows? But I think I think I think that's a realistic possibility. Yeah, I could see see that happening. Brooks. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you guys touched on Naris a good amount. Um, I'll just add that he's a guy that just recently lost his closer job. He's, he's probably lost his closer job five times in the last five years. It just mm-hmm. gets into these cold streaks. He pisses the manager off, uh, the catcher off. Um, his, his velo is uh, Bochy off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't he piss off? Um, anyways. Yeah. He would, he would be uh, an upgrade. He probably would be a guy that they mix in in the ninth with McGee. Um, the, the, uh, connection with, uh, Gabe Kapler, obviously, um, Good to have strikeouts, and he's actually ha- normally had an uh, even better strikeout rate, so uh, I'm confident that he could even get up to Iglesias numbers at some point. Um, and the guys that, you know, we'd give up in this scenario, uh, we already mentioned Prelander Baroa, um, and uh, Grant McRae, he was a third-round pick in 2019. Uh, All-speed guy. Yep. I think the, uh, you know, I don't know what, what, what future is uh, left for those Lucius Foxes of the world, uh, baseball's changed. Um, he's got like a one homer, 17 stolen bases, and 220 plate appearances in rookie ball. Rookie ball, you're supposed to have like nine homers by now. Um, so, uh, yeah, he could be a guy that they, you know, 20-year-old, throw him in here, and the Phillies could maybe turn him into something. So, um, for a rental, it makes sense. Uh, there's always the re-signability if Naris uh, lands here and he's a fit fan favorite. Um or everybody remembers that Bochi hates him, so they hate him. Uh, oh, yeah, Steven. 
I just I just think Philly's gonna surprise people and blow it up in the next few weeks. I really do. They're not competing in a blah division in the NL East. I just I don't see it. Yeah, Harper's really stoked on that. <laughs> but yeah, Peter, no, what's the simulator say? It's good. good. So trip. for the first time in simulator history on the Say Hey podcast, we have a negative value. Doug Hayes. <laughs> trying to trade Andrew Maris, who's a negative value at negative 2.3. A lot of this has to do with salary, I think, uh, which is interesting because I guess the simulator doesn't believe that Naris is worth the $5 million he was given this year, which... Whatever's left. Whatever's left of half, it. Two and, a half. two and a half. Yeah. Yeah, so that's interesting. And um, the Phillies would be getting two. Too. So, I mean, it's not giving up a lot. So, but again, Naris is negative 2.3 and the Phillies would be getting two. So according to the simulator, the Giants can give up less than what I threw out there and still go get Hector Naris. Wow. Okay. Well, they could trade him for a player to be named yeah, later. Yeah, player to be named later. Exactly. <laughs> Man, that guy always gets moved. Wow. Okay, well, that one's kind of surprising to me. But anyways. Hey, I'll take it if, if, if that's the value. Uh, yeah. Sure. So we, we were going to go one more segment, but we went a little long here in part one. So we're going to wrap this one up and then we will come back for part two where uh, we will be doing our position player trade, our Farhan special trade and our dream trade. Not in that order, but um, we'll get those three segments in. And uh, yeah, that's looking forward to part two. So I'll Can't wrap wait. this up for Rob, Steven, Brooks. This is Say Hey Doug. Thanks for joining and go Giants. Go Giants. When the Giants come to town, it's bye-bye, baby. Every time the chips are down, it's bye-bye, baby. History's in the making at Candlestick Park. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.